0: cultivating a sense of safety as we settle. Feeling grounded in the experience of the body sitting, grateful for this body, as imperfect as the experience of the body might be it is possible to attend to what is now good about this body, its strength, its relative health, appreciating this body, appreciating the safety of the room and the community, appreciating the shared values we have together, valuing mindfulness and calm of this commitment to non-harming, valuing a deepening of understanding, appreciating even this space that has been built out of people's generosity and their good intentions. And we have this location, this center to show up to. Appreciating all the people before us who have done their practice, so many different people with different backgrounds, different personalities. feeling part of that very wise and wholesome lineage of human beings interested in being more awake, more wise, more kind. It's really essential that we know how to feel safe in life, in the world it really matters what the mind pays attention to. We could be paying attention to things that cause anxiety, more doubt, more mistrust, more fear. Or we could bring to mind that what makes the mind and the heart feel safe. so that it feels safe enough to relax, safe enough to open in a clear way to how it is. So it doesn't feel dangerous to be interested in the experience of the mind and body now. And we can further stabilize the mind and deepen the sense of safety by cultivating the continuity of mindful awareness with the breath, with the body, or whatever is predominant, whatever the mind is liking to attend to. cultivating the bliss of a mind that is present in a continuous way, open, clear, and trusting. Really take refuge in the continuity of mindful attention with the breath or whatever object you're working with. Grounding, deeply grounding into the reality of the here and now, taking this as a refuge. This is the time for things to be simple. Remember, the intention is to be cultivating a steady and beautiful, peaceful mind. A mind that can be clearly aware and see things as they are. So this has equal parts tranquility, this mind, and equal parts alertness, brightness, interest. (gasps) Oh! <gasps> And even if successful, so that the mind is tranquil, peaceful, happy, steady. Knowing that the conditions that allow for the mind the steady and peaceful are fragile. It's like this now, but the mind understands that it will change, that's okay. In fact, it makes it easier to appreciate this temporary state of calm, Clarity, peacefulness. Sometimes the mind is simple and peaceful. Other times the mind is caught up, complicated, burdened. And for the last 12 minutes or so, we'll do a reflection similar to last week. But instead of bringing a specific problem to mind, just reflecting more generally about this lived experience, this body and mind, the sense that we can't really control that whatever calm, for example, there is now, it will change. Even if we're relatively on top of our to-do list, there's more things coming, things that we haven't thought about that need to be done. And even as we're sitting here, the house or apartment we live in is collecting dust that will need to be cleaned. Things are falling apart and will need to be put back together. The body is aging. Even something as simple as sitting still in meditation, it won't be long before the body will have to move. So whatever benefit there's then from stillness will then of course fall away when the body moves again. So we're reflecting on this ungovernableness of the body, of the mind, and of the wider life we're living. Noticing the limited, unsatisfying nature of our Conditioned existence. When it feels personal, then we say there's suffering. But even when there's a lot of wisdom in the mind, really aware of the limitations of sense experience, limitations of both the mind and body, even if there's a lot of wisdom, the experience remains unsatisfying or limited. The mind may perhaps isn't creating suffering, but experience remains as it is. Something that comes and goes, can't be counted on. Unreliable, So as we reflect on this truth in our lives, we can ask, what is this dukkha asking me to let go of? Knowing that this life is uncertain, this thinking mind, its competence... All of that is uncertain, unreliable. My friends, the earth itself is unreliable. What is this unsatisfactoriness, the limitations of experience? What is it asking me to let go of? the more the heart opens to the limited nature of experience, the more the heart's being asked to let go of what? The more we're consciously aware that the body is requiring, will continue to require more and more work to keep it healthy, to keep it strong, free from pain. Same with our cars, same with so many aspects of our lives that take a lot of work just to keep things okay enough. What is the mind being asked to let go of? As we reflect on our lives, the experiences we've had, that we will have, and the limitations of experience, is any of this unsatisfactoriness optional? Any of this difficulty optional? In other words, what dukkha in my life now is optional and what of it is my measure to accept, as Jack Hornfield says. So for example, we might bring to mind an important relationship in our lives. Just the ordinary, unavoidable difficulty that comes with an important relationship. What of, what is it of these different difficulties that are optional? If the mind were more wise, more skillful, this would lessen. And what of it Will remain. If anything. So we're imagining these important parts of our lives, like our relationship with the body, our relationship with our heart, The sensitive, emoting heart, our relationships with our lovers and our close friends and family and other important people in our lives? Do we know the difference between the ordinary, unavoidable limitations of these experiences, these relationships, and the avoidable suffering. In other words, do we have a sense of the inevitable unreliableness and ungovernableness of our relationships without the mind making it into a bigger problem, amplifying it in a personal way. Is the ungovernable and unsatisfying nature of experience teaching this heart anything of real value? What does it have to teach? Will this heart allow Dukkha to be a teacher, to teach what it can teach? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.